Re is a podcast brought to you by New Heights Church, a church located in Mission, BC, focused on being church with mission in mind. We acknowledge that we gather, live, play, and worship on the traditional, ancestral, and unceded territory of the Stolo First Nation. We are your hosts, Greg Elford and Jess Stefik, and this is the Re Podcast the prefix that hopes for more than we had before. Today, the re-podcast is turning the tables and putting Jess and Greg on the hot seat. After the first year of multiple different topics, we pause to reflect on how it went and where the re-podcast is going next. My name is Kristen Loney, and I will be your host today as we dive into these topics and what I hope will be many more. So welcome here, guys. This is a little strange. Um, Thank you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's a real treat. Real treat to be here. <laughs> Can you guys tell me a little bit of the story of how the Repodcast came about? Sure, I can answer that. Um, initially, uh, Jess was working along with me at New Heights, and we got talking about some things that we both were interested in and how it might be fun and cool and helpful to do a podcast around some of these topics that uh, we just wanted to weigh in on or hear what people thought about. A little more nuanced than maybe you would typically get. And somewhere along the way, we realized that a lot of the things that we were planning to do kind of were in the realm of what we were really interested in, or I'll speak for myself, certainly what I was really interested in. And we realized that it was kind of, um, as we were dreaming and imagining what we do for the podcast, we, uh, uh, we were kind of thinking of things that would, that would make a really fun or, or popular podcast. And somewhere along the way, we got the sense, like, if we're going to do this, it probably shouldn't be to build something that um, reflects really well on us, but should Which, be... Which, by the way, is counterintuitive for both of us as Enneagram <laughs> number threes. Yeah, we, <laughs> we learned we have the same number in the Enneagram, if you're familiar with that. But yeah, we decided if we're going to do this, it needs to be with the motivation that it would serve the community communities that we're part of. And so I think there was a, a pretty... Uh, I remember it as a shift in our conversation where it went from something that was, frankly, a little bit self-serving to something where he said, no, if we do this, let's do it in a way that brings um, some focus for the New Heights community and other people that want to listen. Yeah, I think a big part of that too is the decision to like just have guests and us not be the ones that are right. aren't telling people what we think. But we just kind of ended up, you know, seeing the value of, well, we're not experts on every topic, that's for sure, if any topic. But um bringing other people's voices in felt like a natural shift away from making it the Greg and Jess show to actually maybe bringing some value to uh, the community. Um, But the name too, then part of that was uh, a lot of our 
I guess, discussion was on uh, the experience that lots of people, I think, in and outside of the church feel when, you know, certain beliefs or certain things that you just were brought up assuming or thinking uh, when tested in the real world aren't really quite as simple or quite as black and white. So we wanted to touch on this uh, idea that Greg already brought up, this bringing nuance into Mm -hmm. certain topics. And so that's kind of where the re-word came in. We were thinking a lot of at first about the negative words of like, you know, deconstructing and getting rid of old thoughts. Um, But then through discussion, thought it would maybe be a bit more helpful to focus on, well, after we've tested things and they haven't worked out for us, what's the next step? And that's where the word, the re came in for us was um, it really is this word that is kind of like a second go at Mm. something. Yeah, we had talked about reconstruction at one point, and then we thought, well, what if we just put re in front of a whole bunch of different topics that we think need more nuance? Yeah, I forgot about that. That's cool. I love how you guys wanted to make it something that was useful to the different communities and that you guys wanted to interview experts in all of those topics. There were a lot of difficult topics that you guys dealt with over the last year. Was there one that you felt more prepared to tackle? Well, I think for me, the the two interviews we did with um, the professors from Columbia Bible College, my school that I went to, mm-hmm. um, so that was vocation and calling and Genesis. I think I went into those thinking I know exactly what they're going to say because I've taken several classes from both of them, and so I think I felt uh, prepared in the sense that I was I knew I knew who was giving the the info so mm-hmm. thought I, I think I thought I knew th- what they were going to say but then I was quite I don't know I w- probably wasn't surprised looking back but uh, moving away from those conversations I gained so much more than I think I originally thought that I would have mm-hmm. given uh, the presenters and how I feel like I'm a disciple of Jerry Paul's and Gareth Brandt but yet I learned a lot of new things in those two specifically yeah, those were awesome interviews. I loved them. Um, and, I, and I actually thoroughly enjoyed, I can say, every single interview that we did. And I think I felt prepared after we got through our first couple um, because we didn't need to know anything. You know, mm-hmm. we just needed to have good questions. And so I felt like that was, that was what was so enjoyable about the process is that um, just being curious and open to how someone would respond was all that was really needed to be prepared. But I would say that um, the the time that we had with people from our local community, because we know them so well, was uniquely the, probably the easiest to pull off. That's great. That makes a lot of sense that not feeling prepared because you just have to come up with the questions and you're not on the hot seat. I was telling somebody just that today that I am a part of a podcast, but I just have to ask the question, so it's all okay. Yeah, you've got the easy yeah. part. Yeah. It's, actually, it's, it's funny to be on this side of things, because mm-hmm. th- it's literally talking about things that have already happened, so it should be scary, but it's, I understand why some of our interviewees were nervous. Yeah, you need to pause sometimes, because I don't know how to answer that, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, with that, was there a topic that you didn't feel prepared for or nervous about at all? I think for me, it, it probably was just like starting. Mm-hmm. So the first, the first topic in particular, 
just wondering like if this this lady that I barely knew who was my partner in the podcast like oh, how she, yeah <laughs> how she would how we would work together or how the conversation would go or whether it would sound okay so there were sort of the technical elements in the first couple and then I think I think probably the interview with Ray being the first person that neither of us knew mm. that we thought was um, a guest that we were surprised uh, was willing to uh, have us interview him. We, I, I think maybe I'd, I'll, sp I'll speak for myself, but um, I felt a bit nervous wanting not to waste his time and wanting to have questions that were sensitive to the top topic of reconciliation and really wanting him to feel comfortable and like it was a worthwhile time. But I think it went I think it went really well, and I certainly enjoyed that interview. Mm. Yeah, and I think I remember that interview with Ray was like the f one of the first times we had like tried to record on Zoom, and then it like disappeared, and we had no idea where the <laughs> file was, and we were panicking and oh no. almost in tears. I was, but then it was fine. It's mm -hmm. great. Mm. Um, which one I was most nervous for? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Ray, because in my mind he was this, this scholar that I'd never met, so I'm, I was intimidated for sure. But also I think starting, because Greg, you're my boss, so that was also like intimidating. Yeah, but we both know you were a little more organized <laughs> than I was. So. Uh, yeah. Uh, but topic-wise, I think, uh, no surprise, sexuality topic was there's a little bit of nerves going into that just mm -hmm. because it's a loaded topic <laughs> um, and wanting to approach it with as much grace and nuance and uh, openness as possible. Um, but it's difficult when it's such a personal topic to so many people. So I think I was nervous about that, um, but so grateful that Amy brought so much, I think, just like love into that conversation. thought it was really helpful in, in the end. Yeah, yeah I agree. And and the two guests from New Heights just I think rounded that out so well, with their personal experience and pers personal growth journey. Yeah, mm. I, I agree. Cool. You guys mentioned that the starting was some of the hardest part, particularly because you guys didn't know each other that well yet. What was it like working together? Did you guys you both Enneagram threes? Did you approach it differently? Did you approach it too much the same? What was that like? I, just, I think it was funny that we both at like the same time when we were talking about this podcast, like had the same re like realization that suddenly it was becoming the Greg and Jess show and we came back together and we're like, oh, <laughs> but glad that we were both on the same wavelength for sure. I think it's funny looking back because some of our first um, interviews before we like really knew, worked with each other and knew how we, the other person worked, we would like write little notes out of the screen of the Zoom recording so that the guest couldn't see, but we were writing little notes to each other to be like, okay, you go now, oh, next <laughs> question, or like, good question, and <laughs> just like had this little scratch pad of notes. But now I feel like it's just like a glance and then we're like on the same page, so. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that we just got more comfortable with um, the way we were asking questions or we learned little tricks to make editing easier and so on but i remember we had some conflict along the way a couple times not oh, not yeah. like a throwdown fight or anything but about who we yeah. thought were important guests and why and wrestling through how That's we thought true. about that
But I think that that was part of like get really getting to know each other, and yeah. and I think it was always super respectful, helpful kinds of like make each other better kind of conflict. But yeah, to your face, but behind yeah. your back it was a little different. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Same Z's. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I think it was it, for me. It was a, a joy the whole time. Hmm. Aww. <laughs> Do you think some of the difference was like generational gap and gender differences, or did those never come into play at all? We're pretty close in age. I don't know what you mean. <laughs> and close in gender. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, just with the, like, deciding who's important to interview yeah. and, like, those kinds of things, was that ever a point of contention? Yeah, maybe. A little bit. I think both of us really valued trying to find uh, a way to incorporate as much diversity in the voices we were listening to as possible. Mm but then also hitting our heads against the wall around practicalities of people that would that we know and not wanting to ask someone because they're a token whatever kind of person. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think sometimes we, we both um, had ideas of what we thought would be really helpful to hear from, uh, like what kinds of folks, but then, then practicalities kind of just mm -hmm. took over. Mm -hmm. Um, sorry, I missed it. I lost it. It's all good. <laughs> I'll just clap you back in. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. So what was something from one of the congregational uh, interviews? Sorry, I'm going to do it again. <laughs> so what was something from one of the congregational interviews that stuck with you? Well, I think for me, given that, uh, Cody and I, my husband, are relatively new to New Heights. Like, but I say that, and we've actually been going here four years. But um, I guess, yeah, we just didn't know people. I guess mm. the way that we do now, especially given the year of being on Zoom and having uh, small groups for our, our church gatherings. Um, so I think to have that one-on-one -on -one time to to hear people's stories and hear people's uh, experiences and thoughts around certain topics was just all around awesome and I, I just loved hearing from everyone because through hearing their experience of things I got to know them way better so mm -hmm. I, I'm thinking about all the guests that we had from the New Heights community and I just feel like I know them better now or I know a new side of them which I didn't expect maybe so mm -hmm. yeah yeah I felt really proud to get to showcase voices of people that I've known for a long time or some that I, I haven't known as long but um, enjoyed all of them uh, and then some of the things that were said in those times, like also when you edit somebody's uh, interview, you hear it over and over and over and over as you cut it up and try to make it fit to a certain amount of time. And so I, I feel like, yeah, you really get to know someone's voice and someone's mannerisms even as much as you can hear them on a recording. Mm. And so that was uh, a way to, to definitely delve deeper into relationship with people. But just to give you an example of one, and I, I think I, I think I could recall every single interview and have highlights from each, but I'll, I'll never forget the time in Gord and Marie's um, apartment uh, with Marie describing what it was like to grow up on the coast um, mm -hmm. in a small indigenous village. And uh, I just remember the mixing Gord's off-timed humor, actually, I, I love you, Gord, I love your humor, <laughs> 
and with Marie's like deep sincerity, mm-hmm. it just was a, a really wonderful, magical time for me. Uh, so that would be one that sticks out. Mm. That's cool. I remember the first time a congregational interview came out, I was, I don't know if you guys had announced it, but I was like, oh, this is cool. This is really neat. Like I get to know people and hear a different side of this. It's not just like interviewing experts and yeah, it was a unique addition to the podcast that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. Cool. With that, was there like something from one of the expert interviews that stuck with you that you're still thinking about? I'd probably say that every single interview, because we were, we were having conversation with people that think about the topic we were referencing way more than the average person does, mm. they often had, we, we, we would often ask experts, in fact, what are some questions we should be asking you that we don't even know to be asking you? And a few times there were, there were suggestions of things that we could ask that would be um, maybe helpful to discuss. And so I know that happened with Jerry, uh, Jerry Pauls, on, on the topic of Genesis. I know he, he asked us to delve deeper on a couple things. And so a lot of what happened in that interview I've been thinking about and processing. And, but, like, sincerely, every single person that we called it. Chris Lenchin's interview um, was one that, just because it happened in the same room we're in right now, mm-hmm. I'm remembering it and remembering um, it not wanting to, to I, I didn't want it to stop because I was so enjoying the conversation. Um, but yeah, I think what was such a privilege is all the conversation that happened outside of what was just recorded too. And we've joked a, a number of times that we got to have conversations with people because we had microphones that maybe would have never happened otherwise. It's like, because mm-hmm. we're recording you, we can ask all kinds of questions that maybe would be impolite to put you so on the hot seat in a normal conversation, like, let's go for coffee and I'm going to hit you with 60 questions in the next hour. You know, that would be strange <laughs> otherwise. Yeah, and even I remember, I, I forget who we are reaching out to, but I was, like, nervous. and like, no, they're too important for us or something like that. And, and you, Greg, you were just like, well, we can just send the email. Like, we might as well try. But it was a really awesome in to talk to people. Mm. So, yeah, I totally agree. Like, just what a privilege to talk to people who give some thought around all those things. And, uh, but I think for me, just some key things that stick out. One thing that Ray Aldred really actually changed for us in the way we do the podcasts was, um, like the, like the land acknowledgement, talking about that with him and how that mm-hmm. was so important, uh, to even in something like this um because after that interview with him we started doing the land acknowledgement before every uh, episode so i think that was a a key shifter and also we first asked him uh to introduce himself like what he does whose family is and then he kind of corrected us or kind of put a new perspective like well like can i can i do can i introduce myself in the way that is actually meaningful to me Mm. and to him that wasn't necessarily his job his role um, but it was like uh, where he comes from and like the land and, and the people around him. And so then that kind of shifted the way we asked people to introduce themselves. And then we ended up asking people, well, what's important to you to mention? And so that was a big shifter as well. Um, but just like a funny thing or fun thing that sticks out to me was with um, Father Leo, him talking about the talent show that that they do with all the monks, like 
I will never forget the way he talked about um, this giving of the gift of people's talents. And I think the vision in my head of a bunch of monks, like doing a little stand-up comedy performance or like a, reading a poem, to me, that's awesome. And, and even makes me still think, well, how can I maybe incorporate that kind of simplified gift giving in my life? Slash, how can we see next year's yeah? How can we sneak in? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome. So, what impact do you think this made? How many tens of listeners did you hear back from? Did anybody tell you that it made a difference? Well, my grandma gave me feedback every Ooh. podcast, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, Jess's grandma. You know, family members. No, I think I think that. Um, the biggest impact that I could point to is is personal mm. that um, I would do it if no one listened to it just for the benefit that it was to me personally to have people that were willing to take time to invest themselves in conversation around things that I legitimately had questions about uh, and then then the spin-off conversations that came from that in our community or ways that we used some of the content from those podcasts to build kind of a, a monthly rhythm for a whole group of people. I think there was, I, I'd like to hope there was impact there and certainly people have mentioned that different, different topics were really helpful in particular. Mm. So it's, hard, it's a hard thing to measure, but I think um, I personally loved it, loved getting to work with Jess, loved getting to interview people from New Heights. Uh, yeah, I think it was a really worthwhile time. Cool. And this podcast was, like you said, a supplement to what we were going through that month at the church. With that season being done, what's next for the re-podcast? Is there a new rhythm coming? Yes. All right. Yes. We're done here. Okay. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, I think we're in discussion about um, whether or not we'll focus on more the expert style interview. If we can be in person and hear from people in New Heights more in person, mm. then maybe we could even record some of the things that happen in a group setting. Or we're not sure what we're gonna do with the in-person piece. Uh, that'll depend on the restrictions, I guess, around how much gathering is allowed. But if, if I have it my way, I wanna be involved in some kind of podcast all the time because I just mm -hmm. found it so thought-provoking and so personally helpful. Yeah, me too. Lots of fun, lots of learning. So the re-podcast will live on. We're sending Jess to Regent as a spy to find some <laughs> great guests. No, just kidding, sorta. Amazing, <laughs> I hope there's a season two. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. think I think we'll do something. We just don't know for sure what it'll look like yet. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for being on the hot seat. It was very fun to be the one interviewing this week. Thanks our, for interviewing yeah, us. Yeah, our pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for taking time to do it. Thank you for listening as we wrap up season one of the re-podcast and thank you to our silent sponsor and our very supportive church community join us again next month when the re-podcast opens up season two this has been episode 19 of the re-podcast the prefix that hopes for more than we had before